How will Trump policies affect real estate investors specifically? I'm Brian Ellis. I'll give you the answer right now in episode number 241. You're listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio, America's only podcast exclusively for affluent, self-directed investors, where each day of the week you receive innovative investment strategy and deadly accurate market analysis that's untainted by Wall Street and unblemished by government propaganda, all in seven minutes or less. Coming to you now from iTunes, Stitcher, and SDIRadio.com, here's your host, Brian Ellis. Hello, Self-Directed Investor Nation. Welcome to the show of record for savvy self-directed investors like you, where for just seven minutes of your time each day, we give you mastery as a self-directed investor. Welcome to another week's week, folks. I'll, I'll just be honest with you. I've had a pretty rotten last 24 hours, and I don't even feel like doing this show right now. <laughs> Am I allowed to admit that to you? Well, of course I am. It's my show. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> I suspect that's part of why a lot of you continue to listen, frankly. So um, I do have some important things to say today, and it might take just a minute or two longer than the seven-minute standard I have around here. So let's talk about Trump and how I expect his policy proposals to affect real estate as an investment. Look, I think overall the outlook is extremely positive, but with one rather large question mark I'd like to explain to you. And I need for you to listen to every word of this brief show so you can hear that. First, the good news. If Trump is even only partially successful at cutting both personal and corporate income tax rates, as he's pledged to do, then I can tell you with utmost certainty what will happen. The economy will boom, absolutely boom. Now, here's something you need to know. I've already told you I'm feeling a little foul this morning, so I'm not going to hold back on you. And, And while I hope I don't offend any of you, the fact is I'm less concerned with your sensibilities than with your portfolio value. So here's the deal. In the history of the United States, over 240 years at this point, every single president has produced one particular economic result. So common, so baseline is this result. That result is that each president has seen at least one year during their term of GDP growth of 3% or more. All presidents, every single one, except, that is, Barack Hussein Obama, who also holds the distinction of being the fourth worst presidency on record, for GDP growth, clocking in at an anemic 1.45% average over his term. And look, those stats are per his own commerce department, and the link, uh, for those of you who'd like to see it, is on today's show notes page at sditalk.com slash 241. Curiously, even Jimmy Carter had a better average GDP. So why does this matter? Here's why. The American economy is nothing more than a a real-world demonstration of the prevailing psyche of the American public. That's it. And for the last eight years, and frankly longer than that, because George W. Bush was certainly no great champion of economic growth, but particularly for the last eight years, Americans have operated under an explicit admission from our leaders that there's a new normal in effect, which includes things like lower job growth, decreased national, national security, and reduced prominence of America on the world stage. If you think Obama didn't actually say those things, check out the show notes page on sditalk.com slash 241. So why does that matter? Well, that sort of talk is, is both a damper on the psyche of Americans and is totally antithetical to the very fundamental nature of who Americans are. We are optimists. We are opportunists. We are lovers of freedom. We are seekers of wealth and greatness. And suddenly we have a president who, love him or hate him, totally agrees with all of that and has made the greatness of America the central theme of his campaign and his presidency. So he's looking to do the things that always spur economic growth, which are to reduce the punishment of taxation so there's more money in the pockets of people and companies, and he's looking to substantially cut back the complexity of regulation and the costs those regulations create, which also 
directly contributes to more money in the pockets of people and of companies. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that more money in the hands of people and companies means more spending, which leads to more economic growth, which leads to higher incomes. These are all very good things, notwithstanding the concoctions of propeller-headed intellectuals. Look, I am sick of hearing from academics or anyone who, who've never run a business or own, operated a company when it comes to predictions about the economy and what will make things actually better. It's mind-boggling. And that's why, folks, there's a broad and growing very positive consensus about Trump's policies. You've got well-known and highly regarded people and organizations, nearly all of them diametrically opposed to Trump politically, coming out and making positive pronouncements about Trump's proposals and their effects on the economy, including investment superstar Mohammed El-Aryan and none other than the World Bank itself. Now, you might not like Trump's politics, but his economics, at least his proposals, absolutely work towards a stronger economy. And a stronger economy, simply put, means that there's more money for people to spend on buying homes, renovating those homes, renting homes, and, of course, all of the other types of real estate investment opportunities that are created as well. Folks, put politics aside for a moment. You know what I'm telling you is true. These kinds of policies will be very good for the U.S. economy, but there is a point of concern for me, which is that Trump's people are proposing to eliminate the mortgage interest deduction in favor of increasing the standard deduction. The idea is that you'll still get the same tax break, but the tax break will no longer be tied to real estate in any way. Look, I get what they're saying, but it's a horrible idea. There are many reasons for that, but the biggest one is this. I believe that eliminating the mortgage interest deduction will actually directly hurt home values, the value of your real estate investments. One study from the Federal Reserve, uh, which is also linked at sditalk.com slash 241, that study predicts homeowners will lose an average of 11.5% of their property value as a direct function of eliminating the mortgage interest deduction. That's a lot. Now, here's the bright side of that. I don't think it'll happen. The mortgage interest deduction is one of the most popular deductions of all, and I suspect it won't be particularly expedient for this particular item to be attacked. One more thing. I suspect those of you who were Obama supporters are already frustrated with me, and those of you who are Trump supporters are basically giving me high fives right now. Well, you're both responding the wrong way, and here's why. It's easy for us to, to assume something like, hey, Trump is a real estate guy, and I'm a real estate investor. He, he's not going to do anything that will hurt the real estate investing business. He'll be good for me. That, my friends, is plausible, but not rational. Remember, Trump is a real estate developer, not a real estate investor. You and I are, by and large, passive investors in real estate. We want to make acquisitions that will pay us over time and will require as little direct involvement as possible. For Trump, real estate is a business, not an investment. And so the vantage point is radically different. And thus, there's just not room to assume that what's good for the individual investor is also good for Trump's investment interests. It's, it's just an irrational stretch. Having said that, it's definitely my belief that Trump's proposal policies taken as a whole will be profoundly positive for our economy generally and for real estate specifically. The future is bright, my friends, so invest wisely today and live well forever. Thank you for listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio with Brian Ellis. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to Self-Directed Investor Radio right now on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at sdiradio.com. Your feedback is always welcomed via email at feedback at sdiradio.com. This show is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as legal or professional advice for your situation. Content is the property of the Self-Directed Investor Society. 